Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And as part of our start of our new year, I want to encourage us to inspire ourselves. Yes, I know that we usually go on social media, we read books about what other people are doing and how they overcome their difficulties, but I want to assure you that you can be your own muse and inspiration. Learn how and four easy steps coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing a little bit of your busy day with me. If this is your very first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy that you're here. And for those of you who have been for multiple episodes, I'm so glad that you're continuing on the journey. Make sure that if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so that way as soon as I drop another episode, you will be getting a episode from me instantaneously. How cool is that? And let's be friends on social media. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee, or on LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, where I will inspire, motivate, encourage, and drop some emojis along the way, because that's just what I do. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to interact with me because I definitely love talking and corresponding because it's a community. We share and we grow together. We don't do it in isolation. And all the things that we're going to be talking about is a little springboard on both of my programs, Royalty, which is a six-month mentorship program with me, as well as my amazing attitude. You can check them out on denisegelee.com. Click on the courses tab and either check at Royalty or Amazing Attitude. And I'm hoping that if you're desiring a high level of inspiration and just feeling like your best self and not just your work, but all areas of life, you'll be able to take advantage of one or both of those resources. And with that being said, let's talk about today's special episode of inspiring ourselves. I was having a conference call with a bunch of ladies and we were just talking about how we wanted to start our year and what we really wanted to do differently. And as usual, you know, in these kind of groups where no one wants to be the first person to speak, I thought about how I was always wanting to be the first person to speak, but not because I wanted to be important or be special, but because I just wanted to get rid of the anxiety, (laughs) the anxiety of not being able just to blurt it out. Because if I didn't blurt it out, then I would never do it again. And I would lose the impetus to do it. I would lose the inertia. And that was fueled by a deep level of insecurity, anxiety. And I thought to myself, I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person that talks when I need to, how often I need to, and when I feel like it's appropriate to. I don't want to be governed by lower level energy of anxiety and fears or people pleasing, just being authentically me. And that actually gave me the inspiration about how can we inspire ourselves? How can we look within ourselves rather than from the world about who we are and what we can offer? And I've got four main tips, but obviously this is just the beginning. I'm just scratching the surface. If you want more in depth of what you can be doing for yourself in a deeper, more positive level, 
I would encourage you to go check out Amazing Ad too. You can only find that on denisegeelee.com. Go click on the courses tab and check that out because I definitely can talk much more in depth about unpacking the pain that's beyond why we feel as if we need to look to other people's instead of ourselves. So often we don't realize that we can be our own best hero. And I want to share with you some one of many ways that you can do that. The first tip is to be your own ally. And let me explain what that means. Many years ago, I used to go to 12-step recovery programs. The first program that I was introduced to was called Non-Anon, and it's basically for family and friends of those who are narcotics abusers or recovering from narcotics abuse. At the time, I was literally an enabler of my brother. My brother... Uh, older brother, one of my older brothers had a history and to some extent still does a history of substance abuse. And I would enable his behavior in lots of extreme ways to the point where at this point in my life, when I was introduced to Nananan, I swapped apartments with him because he lost his driver's license and he needed to live in an area that was not so dependent on public transportation that he could easily walk to and go to wherever he needed to. He lived in a more remote area. I still had my car. It was perfect for me. It was closer to where I needed to be. So it was a good swap at the time. He decided to pay my rent. I decided to pay his rent. It just all worked out brilliantly. But unfortunately, it enabled him to continue his lifestyle that was not appropriate at all. And a coworker of mine introduced me to the program, and I didn't really believe it at the time that I needed. <laughs> I was codependent, or that I was putting myself horribly lower than I needed to be, so I could feel as if his praises and his recognition of me was good enough. There's so much to unpack with that, but just the suffice to say, I was in a situation where I could not really advocate for myself and I couldn't really advocate for really what I wanted to do. I felt as if every time I was trying to people please, I was trying to tap dance on self like this quicksand, this this engulfing quicksand and the more I tried to struggle my way out and try to fight with my own power, my own sense of self-worth, I just drowned further and further and further inward and it felt really engulfing and going to that 12-step recovery program was the first of my recovery first step of many of my recovering program and I want to share with you an experience that I now take to heart so if you ever have gone to or or if you know someone who has gone to an AA or SA or any type of 12-step recovery program, they'll tell you that they have slogans around the wall. And they have just various different things. And and the, the whole part of that first step of said, be your own ally, ally, is basically reclaiming the power that you have within. So the first step that they have, I, I see it all, I saw it all the time, was easy does it. And what does that mean? 
for a lot of us who have been suffering through perfectionism or people pleasing or trying to be all things to all people, we feel as if we have to be absolutely perfect at all times. And that's a lot of pressure. That's literally every time you don't do something right according to what you perceive other people want, it's almost as like you hate yourself. You're literally hitting yourself. And before you're black and blue with all this self-hitting, you have to really pause and ask yourself, am I really being easy on myself? Am I really being that loving, caring person that I would extend to a child or to someone that is just is sick and just coming out of the hospital or someone who just lacks a comprehension of what self-care really looks like? And while I'm here about this whole issue of being your own ally, here's some things that have helped me and I think will help you. And as I talk about them, oh my goodness, there's so many, but I just had to share some of my most favorite ones. Okay, number one, obviously I shared with Easy Does It. First things first, live and let live. Act as if this too shall pass. Expect miracles. Keep on trudging. This is a journey, not a destination. To thy own self be true. Turn it over. There are no coincidences. Keep an open mind. It works. It really does. Willingness is the key. More will be revealed. You will intuitively know. You will be amazed. Go for it. Let it be, begin with me, just for today. It takes time. Decisions aren't forever. Count your blessings. Share your happiness. Let go of old ideas. Replace guilt with gratitude. This is a process, not an event. And as I reflect on these and so many, part of this whole issue of being your own ally is to remind yourselves of truths that encourage, inspire, and motivate you. One of the things I would encourage you to do is if you heard something that I said or you read something in somewhere spiritual or in a book or anywhere else that really has motivated you, write it down. Write it down and not just write it down, refer to it. I've always told all my clients to put it on their mirrors or their dashboard of the car or in their kitchen or on top of their their notepad or whatever they frequently walk and see. Because here's the thing, we need to really meditate and dwell on these issues that encourage us to be our highest, most positive form. So often we turn on the news and there's always just negative crap or we because we are human, we're always focused on the negative, the problems. And it, that was the way that we've been biologically developed to kind of shield us from harm. But that also has really destroyed our psyches and our sense of power and our strength. And if we can just go back to those moments where we reclaim who we are and how we can impact others, 
we can grab that power back. Would highly encourage you to think about what really makes me feel good. What really empowers me to be my best self? And I want you to dwell on those words. I want you to really reflect on it. And if you have to reflect on it or say it out loud ten times a day, every morning and every evening, or however it pops up where you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed or feeling a little run down, and then that's what you need to do. There is no limit on the amount of times that you need to replenish yourself. Do not let society or your fears of not being good enough lie to you. You have the power to encourage yourself. And this is especially true for entrepreneurs because one of the issues for entrepreneurial entrepreneurs is that we have dealt with rejection, rejection 24-7, people not buying ourselves, or people are not saying they're interested, or people not scheduling calls, or just there's just a gamut of the things where we feel as if it is all about us, and if we're not measuring up, that means that we're not worthwhile, but we keep refining, we keep improving, and as we improve, we learn more about ourselves, and we improve our process, and we attract the people who are meant to receive our products or services, so take heart, be encouraged, inspire yourself by reminding yourself of your power, your capabilities. And if you need to go back and list all the wonderful things that you've done in the last month or the last year or situations or circumstances where you have even amazed yourself about, my goodness, I was able to resolve this crisis with fill in the blank. And five years ago, I wouldn't even know how to approach this. It was so daunting to me. But now I'm equipped and empowered because I've learned these skills. Remind yourself of that. So often we forget about all the wonderful things that we have done because we just keep on thinking of the now and our now problems. But we have learned so much. Be encouraged and be inspired about who you are, your power, and the things that can motivate you to conquer anything that may come up, okay? And if you weren't empowered, if you weren't ready for it, you wouldn't be presented with that problem. So take heart, okay? That actually reminds me about your past victories. Your past victories are what you need to remind yourself of that. I want you to understand that There is nothing that you are facing that no one else hasn't faced. And I know that may say, well, that's them and that's, but I'm different. Well, honestly, let's think about this another way. For a lot of reasons, and I I, I had a hard time accepting this too. People who have high self-esteem and low self-esteem have the same problems, an inflated version of themselves. They're either thinking way too much about themselves and less about other people. The way for us to be encouraging others is to be coming from a a place of service where we recognize and acknowledge that while we are human and we have our limitations, we are most often put in the right place at the right time, but we just don't see it. I think about so many little events in my life where this happened to me a few years ago. I was out shopping with my son and we were at the checkout line and there was this woman who, whose credit card just caught declined a few times and I looked at her cart and I looked at what she had and it was just basic food like produce and just a few things it wasn't a lot of money and 
I I told the cashier, I said, look, I'll put it on my credit card. It's no big deal. I'll, I'll take care of it for her. Look, we are able to be of service to people in small ways. And part of inspiration is ask yourself, what can I do that is reasonable and manageable and doable that can help someone else? For a lot of us, we've been so trained and focused on me, 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 me. And let's think about we, 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 we. Now, I don't want to get to the place where we're people pleasing, we're finding our identity based on our praises from others. I'm not talking about that. I'm coming from a standpoint where we feel fulfilled, we feel competent and capable of helping people, and that exposes our health, our heart to much more possibilities. There's something sick about those who are just so inwardly focused that they're not able to see beyond their possibilities. When we're able to look above and beyond, it enables us to be more creative, more spontaneous, and just allows us to see possibilities that we didn't see exist. So I would encourage you to look about how you can be a hero for somebody else, but I don't want it to come from a a part, a place from we think that is unless they are praising us or acknowledging all that we're doing or we feel guilted into it. I'm not saying that we're not going to do that, but we're going to inspire ourselves to help and serve in ways that enrich all of us, you and as well as other people included. Now, I talk a lot about in depth in my course, Amazing Attitude, about how we can be of service to other people without feeling drained in the process. And if you're interested in learning much more about what that looks like and how to be able to feel a sense of joy in helping others without feeling the expectations or without feeling guilty, if we don't measure up, I want to you you too check that out on my website denisegeely.com go to amazing attitude all right let's continue on so now i've talked about number one we talked about being your own hero and recognizing little ways that you can inspire yourself and then we talked about how we can help other people now let's go to number three stop the all or nothing thinking you know, as I think about this, that's basically how I've lived. That was my modus operandi for my entire life, that it only had to be this particular way, this particular process, and there was no other ex- substitutions or limitations. I think about it as if, imagine we're on a road, and me saying to you that the only way that you can successfully drive on this road is you drive a Volkswagen Beetle and you can't go more than 40 miles per hour in this 45 per hour speed limit and you only have to drive this Volkswagen Beetle. Well, that's ridiculous, right? We can ride a motorcycle. We can drive a truck. We can drive an SUV. We Heck, we can even drive a minivan. There is more than one way to travel to ro- the road to where we want to go. I want you to think about that for your own personal life. Like, why are we thinking that our own success has to be only through this type of business model or this these type of people or this type of publisher or this type of fill in the blank? This whole all or nothing thing is going to make you lose your mind. And I want you to ask yourself some really honest, deep questions. Where in the world is this coming from? Where are we thinking to ourselves that 
we only can operate on one way and one manner. Is this coming from our friends? Is this coming from our family members? Where is it coming from? I want you to sit back and think about it because for a lot of us, we have been creating this mode of acting and being based on flawed and imperfect information. And I want to encourage you to ask yourself, okay, who am I really? What do I really want? Why does this matter to me? What do I really want to be in this situation? And then from that, you can elevate yourself and say, okay, I realize that this is just one of many, many options, that there is a other way of doing things. I don't have to be locked and loaded on this particular way only, right? I have options. For a lot of us, we just don't think about that because we're in this tunnel vision of the way it should be because uh of our family or friend or upbringing and we we realize that there's a better way of thinking that we just haven't considered so i want you to open your eyes and see what are the ways can you act think or be you might surprise yourself and lastly i want you to go back to being a kid one of the things that i absolutely love i have a little boy and he is in kindergarten and they do a lot of arts and crafts and stuff like that and my husband loves doing engineering and building stuff and creating stuff and one of the things I love watching them do is my husband will sketch some design and my my son will look at the design and say I want to build something 3D or I want to cut it out and create something out of it or I want to color and transform it as something and make it better. And I just love watching that interaction of my husband and my son. And it's almost like they have stopped being a parent and a kid and just being two kids sharing unique ideas and creating something brand new. I want you to pause and look at what you're doing and saying, can I look at this from a child's point of view? Can I look at this with a fresh pair of eyes? What can I do to excite and imagine? I, myself, have been getting really into doing adult coloring books. And let me explain why. First of all, Denise Lee, she ain't an artist, okay? I am basically an assembler. I love putting things together, but I don't really know how to lay out the foundation yet, 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 yet on on drawing artwork, at least now. Okay. Never absolutes. We shouldn't get into that language. For those of us who want to inspire and motivate others, we also need to remind us of when we're trying to limit ourselves. I actually caught myself in that self-limiting belief. But anyway, going back to the adult coloring books, it's a blank canvas where an outline has been designed and there's so many places where you can color or not color or color any kind of way you want to a unique canvas of a landscape or a person or places. One of the things I've been finding myself very enchanted with is coloring butterflies and flowers and natural landscapes. That really brings me a lot of joy, kind of makes me feel more tranquil. I'm very much 
jiving well with that those natural landscapes and when i'm coloring my mind escapes i'm stop limiting myself about what colors has to be done there are no rules if i mess up and color something wrong that's okay i can always try to blend it in with another color there are no rules for a lot of us we have been operating too heavy on what must be done how it must be done the formula must be done the time frame must be done and i want you to Pick up a hobby, pick up something that really excites you. It doesn't have to be art, it could be a sport, it could be something that just makes you revert back to those younger years where you were just a carefree kid or if you didn't have those carefree moments. Imagine those little pockets of times where you just thought of nothing but being lighthearted and having joy. I know that's within all of us. All of us have that. Go back to those days and I want you to enjoy at least 30 minutes a day. If you can, spare 15 to 30 minutes a day doing something lighthearted as a kid. You might surprise yourself about what you may learn about your level of creativity in the process. Okay, let's recap what we have learned today about our four steps to inspire ourselves. Number one, I want you to be your own ally. Think about all the little slogans that you have learned or heard and put it up on the wall. Remind yourself of the power that you have possessed. Number two, remember your past victories. Think about all the things that you have learned and overcome and how the ways you have helped other people, including yourself, and things that felt daunting, but you were able to get over it. Number three, I want you to stop this all or nothing thinking. Every There's no absolutes. We will do everything in a process in the time that it needs to be done. We're not going to try to be perfectionist. And lastly, number four, I want you to go back to being a kid. Think about those fun, exciting times that you had a, as a kid. You might surprise yourself about maybe some latent talents that you have. You could be your own Picasso. Who knows? Now, that was it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said was like, woo, light bulb, never thought about that? Let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. I'd love to talk with you about it. And lastly, if you have a question, let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. Love to continue the conversation. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.